Good morning, everyone. That's nice and loud. <laughs> Welcome to our service. Special day today. So many people uh, helping out, helping get the Christmas season and the message of hope and grace that provided through the Messiah who's born. We celebrate this season. We are continuing in our sermon series on the uh, four names of Jesus that he was prophesied to fulfill from the Old Testament and how it comes about into the New Testament. So we're looking at the four different names of Jesus, the Lion of Judah, the Root of Jesse, the Morning Star, which is today, and the Lamb of God, all fulfilled after 1,800 years of prophecy. So let me ask you a question. How many of you remember Star Search? So this was before American Idol and America's Got Talent. Ed McMahon was running Star Search. And now this dates me. I remember seeing it a little bit back in the day. But listen to the, the people that were discovered by Star Search. All of these people were on Star Search. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Usher, Backstreet Boys, Beyonce, Alanis Morissette, Leon Leanne Rimes, Dave Chappelle, Martin Lawrence, Justin Timberlake. They were all on Star Search before they were discovered. And, uh, and some of them were like eight years old when they were on the show. So uh, do you know what the definition of a movie star is? Someone who, you know, not just everybody's a movie star. I mean, there's lots of movie actors, but the stars are the ones that rise above. They're the ones that stand above the rest, that grab your emotions, that impress you, that really know how to truly act. You know, there's legends uh, of the, the movie stars. And uh, the dictionary uh, says that a, a star is a famous actor who acts in successful films, particularly in leading roles. So... Maybe if you're just acting and it's not making a lot of money, you're not considered a star. I don't know. Um, and that maybe you've heard the term a rising star. Like, this guy's got the potential. He's not there yet. It's a rising star, and all of a sudden, some of them get you know, derailed along the way. They don't really make their potential. But in today's society, a, a, a star is somebody who excels where others don't, who rises above the rest, who stands above everyone else who tries really hard but can't quite do it as well as the star does. So I guess the most important point of the, all of these terms describe someone who uh, stands above ordinary individuals, uh, who you look to as excelling in these areas. So Jesus Christ actually uh, fulfills the description as someone who stands out or who rises above the rest, but that's not really what it means when it describes Jesus as a morning star. It's not because he is a great singer or a magician or actor or is impressive in some of those ways that we like to be entertained. Um, a morning star is someone, uh, is, is, uh, is an object in the morning sky. It's kind of the, the leftover of the evening, but the morning star is the one bright light in the sky that announces the coming of the dawn that the new day is arriving. A morning star is that usually it's a, like the planet Venus, uh, visible in the east before the sunrise. And uh, it's, 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 it's like a, a prophecy, a foretaste, a foretelling of what's about to happen. 
So in the book of Numbers, chapter 24, the last book of Moses, the prophet references a future king, the most, uh, and most people assume this points to the Messiah, Jesus is coming. He says, I see him, but he's not here and now. I perceive him, but in a far distant future, a star will rise from Jacob. A scepter will emerge from Israel. A ruler will rise in Jacob who will destroy his enemies. So a star is like a beacon of hope. When you see stars at night, and, and truly, uh, you know, planets and moons, are, they're, they're bright and they reflect the light, but they're not stars. The stars are the ones that have their own light that shine out, and, 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 and when it's a clear night, it leads you in, in your direction that you need to go. So the Old Testament prophecy speaks about rising uh, a star in the east from Jacob, which is echoed by the wise men. When they finally arrive to find Jesus after his birth uh, coming from the east, the New Testament says that they asked for a star that rose and went before them. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2 and 9. Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his stars that rose, and we have come to worship him. And after this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. So the, the star that was over Bethlehem is not the same as a bright morning star, but what we start to see is that stars um, follow, are a part of Christ's whole trajectory. Uh, there's a prophecy that he would be a morning star. There's a star that comes when he's born in Bethlehem. And then in the book of Revelation, it, it talks about him actually holding the seven stars representing the angels of the seven churches in his hand. He's, he's the one that created them. He's the one that mastered all of the universe. He, he is the one who the stars and the planets obey. Revelation 22, 16, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne, and I am the bright morning star. So like a star announcing the end of darkness, Jesus came announcing the end to the darkness of ignorance and of sin and of sorrow and ushers in an eternal day of light, purity, and joy. The morning star says something new is going on. There's a change coming. It's a new day. It's not going to ever be the same. It's not surprising that uh, the earthly and heavenly objects are used to point to Christ. He's referred to as also a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valley, uh, a plant of renown, a rock and a refuge in a strong tower. He's also referred to as the light of heaven. In essence, his own creation is pointing back to its creator. The darkness has long been seen as connected to evil because evil deeds are done in secret. They're done behind your back. Uh, they're done under the cover of darkness where it's not visible to others. So when you bring in the light, you're exposing the deeds of darkness. You're shining light and bringing safety and comfort and reassurance that there's no surprises lurking in the shadows. Have you ever been in a haunted house? You know, like at the P&E. And you're walking through these dark hallways and these things are like touching you and, and you're like trying to get through. It's not the same if you go through there and you turn the lights on. You know, like, oh, like, oh, hi, you know. 
The light makes the fear go away. It's the darkness. You don't know what, what just touched me. What's, what's the, the big noise? And so when Christ came, it says, uh, he, he, he brought, he exposed the deeds of darkness. He brought truth and revelation. Psalm 67, 1 says, God, be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine on us. Do you know how fast light can pierce through the darkness? Who knows the number? The speed of light is 300,000 kilometers per second. So that means it takes 1.3 seconds to go from here to the moon with light. Probably not an ordinary flashlight, but just the same. 1.3 seconds. Do you remember the very first thing that God created in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3? In the beginning... God created light. Light is the beginning. Light is what is in his presence. Light is the revelation of truth when he came. So a morning star is going to trumpet the coming of a new dawn, a new day, a second chance to live in the light, to undo the deeds of darkness. King David speaks of the nature of God's light in Psalm 89, 14. It says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne, unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants, and happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. I think that's my goal every single day, just to walk in the light of his presence. I need him to show me the way. Did you hear about the young girl in the city of Bendigo, Australia, uh, 2019, she was out walking with her father and her dog just outside of the city limits. And as they were walking, she noticed she kicks over a stone. And she says, hey, Dad, look. He says, what? He says, I think that's gold. And he says, yeah, no, I think you're right. So they found 20-ounce nugget worth $37,000 because... You know, hundreds of people walked on that pathway every day. She kicked a rock and found a $37,000 rock. Sometimes God's light will reveal things to us others miss. It might be in a relationship we have or a job we're in or a family member that we're concerned about. When God's light shines, he has the opportunity to show us important things for us to know or to do. Others might miss it. Others might just assume everything's fine. But when the morning star comes in and shines his light, he reveals things to his people we need to know. People in Jesus' day thought all the religious leaders were godly. They weren't. People in Jesus' day thought the rich people were blessed by God when, in fact, their money was keeping them from God. People thought the poor and the lame and the sick people were cursed by God when, in fact, Jesus loved them, cared for them, and healed them and fed them. Jesus came. He, he revealed things that people had not seen before. They thought you could earn your, your way to heaven by good deeds. He says, no. Is by grace through faith. Everything has changed. It's a new day. 
So if you dwell in the presence of the Lord, you're going to see things more clearly. There will be no fear and no deception, no trickery. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. There's truth and there's peace. There's a loving Father who watches over us. John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You ever notice the star of David? Of course, it's in the news a lot right now. The Star of David is a Jewish symbol representing King David. It's on the flag of Israel. It's also called the Shield of David. Some people suspect that perhaps that this symbol was on the, the, the army's shields, but there's no actual scriptural evidence of that. This Star of David uh, is connected to Bethlehem because Bethlehem was the city of David, and the star appeared over the city of David. And a bright morning star was born in the city of David. So they used this as a representation of the Jewish community and began actually in 1354 in the city of Prague, the Czech Republic, where they first used it to represent their, their nation or their people. And from the 17th, 17th century on, this six-pointed star became an official seal of many of the Jewish communities in the sign of Judaism. If you had a flag, your own personal flag, maybe a family flag, uh, that represented who you belong to, who your tribe is, who your people is, what, would, what symbol would you put on your flag? What would best represent who you are, who you're connected to? We've been talking about three different symbols so far. We could have a lion on it to show the that the Lion of Judah is our strength, and lots of countries actually use a lion because it's a strong, ferocious animal. We, maybe, the, maybe the shoot of uh, coming from the stump of Jesse is a little, you know, strange. Uh, not sure, but it could represent a, a, day, a new day of new beginnings. You know, uh, strong roots from a past generation could break forth. Anyone for a root? Okay, probably not the most popular one. You could have a star as a symbol of the promise that we have in Christ, a star you know, that leads the people, a star we follow, a star that represents light and truth. A lot of people today you know, desperately want to be a star. But his star was different, right? The star of Christ stood out because it wasn't like everyone else in the world because they want, this, they want to be a star. They want to be famous. They want to have the followers. They want to be an internet sensation and have a million likes or followers. But that's not the kind of star Jesus was when he came. The Bible tells us that we are to be like Jesus. His kind of star in Philippians 2 verse 5, Paul is saying, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. See, he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and men found him in human form. He humbled himself by becoming the, to the point of death, even death on a cross. How very unstar-like to humble 
oneself, to not want to be noticed, and not have to be on the center stage. The world saw the star of Jesus and labeled him a menace, a troublemaker, despised him. And when his light went out on the cross, God saw, raised him up with an even more blinding light that would never be extinguished. Paul goes on to say, therefore God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So how's the star look now? Every name will bow to this light. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my abundance, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to act for his good pleasure. Do, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. And what? Among whom you shine as lights in the world. You want to be a star in God's eyes? You'll have to look more like Jesus and less like the world. You'll have to put others first before yourself. You'll have to make others look good and encourage others and help others and lift others up when they stumble so that they can succeed. To be the greatest, Jesus said, you have to be the servant of all probably the one that gets the least attention. The question is, who are we trying to please? The people following our social media posts who really don't really give a flip about you and me? Or the one person who can give us eternal life? And let me just say, I've heard this many times in the past several years, when we die, we don't become a star in the sky that looks down upon the rest. Actually, we get something better. Because we get to rise. We get to rise in the presence of Christ, who, who, who brings us together with all of the saints to be with him in eternity. We get to reflect his glory because of his presence. Aim to be a rising star in the kingdom of God by serving those around you, by being like Jesus. And at the right time, we will arise like stars together with the saints who have gone before us into glory. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this day, for just a reminder of your greatness, how you flip things on their head, how you turn things around, how you reveal things that we never saw before. Father, may we be ever cognizant that we are walking in your presence, that we can be surprised in a moment's notice because you reveal things that we need to know, to be careful about, to intervene in, to be involved with because you are our Lord and Master. May we walk in the presence of your light, Father God, I pray in Christ's name, amen.